When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey, here we are in the hump of the hump, the hump hour of the hump day show. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we've been talking all month about supporting local businesses Absolutely. and getting out there and making sure we support people that are bringing us food and doing good things for us. And one of those people that is an advocate for rest- local restaurants around the Twin Cities is our weekly dish co-host, yes. Stephanie March. Hi, Smarge. Hi, guys. Happy, what is it, Wednesday? Is, is that what we are? It's the hump of the hump of the hump, yeah. Right. right. Pick it up, man. Yeah. Hi, you. Um, and, you know, everyone probably knows, but you are my Saturday morning um, just friend. Every Saturday morning no here fun. with you and, and the shop girls, uh, the weekly dish and Dish Nap Nutrition. We have great Saturday programming here. So thanks for bringing the entertainment every weekend. Yeah, well, we got to keep you guys busy and hungry. That's can, our job. And can you stop eating right now? I I feel like I'm so hungry all the time. <laughs> all the time. Someone, there's a it, sign like you open the. I saw a Insta or somewhere like a sign like inside your refrigerator like um you are just bleeping bored. Shut the door. You've already been here two hundred times today. <laughs> it's just like it's have true. I? It's it's that side of it, and then it's the sub zero stuff going on right now. Your body is like, let's pad up. Let's get oh the potatoes. Let's let's starch it up. Get the parka. Pasta with mm-hmm. potatoes on top. I know. All right. So, yeah. so what are some. <laughs> Dip your bread in the pasta. Why not? It's so much. So tell us. I know a couple things are going on. I know a lot of places fish fries are kind of gearing up because Lent is happening starting next week. Yeah, we have Mardi Gras next week, and then that's good. Just dovetail right into what Minnesotans love more than anything, which is just a fried fish special. Listen, they're you know? good. Do you, do you have a favorite place you like to go to? I'm a VFW girl. I mean, I think I kind of love, you know, we have like an American Legion in YZ. They've yeah. always had great fish fry. Those are kind of my favorite places to go for fish fry. But, you know, St. Albert the Great, which is, the you know, sort of the Las Vegas of fish fries in the past <laughs> uh, in South Minneapolis. As That's far in as my neighborhood, yeah. Basement. What's yeah, it called? Right? St. Albert the Great. Yeah, it's uh, kind mm-hmm. of a Seward, Longfellow area. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. They are. They have it down, man. They have just a system. They have raffles sometimes. They have baked goods for sale. They. It's just a really good community time. And are they well doing it having, in the age of COVID? Do we know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and that's. I haven't really started to research into that yet to see what we're looking at. But maybe they'll be doing pickup. Right. You know. I don't know. You know, in that same neighborhood, because that's where I'm living. Um, a mm-hmm. great fish fry is uh, Merlin's Rest. 
Oh, they have such good fish fry. Yeah. Okay, now I'm hungry for that. I mean, <laughs> I this is yeah, this is so bad. And the Birchwood also does a good fish fry, but yeah, oh, are... theirs is spectacular. They and they do like I think they're pretty strict about the walleye situation at Birchwood, so that's kind of nice. Nice. What that it has to be a real walleye instead of just a white yeah. fish? <laughs> yeah, they're not they're not pulling the old curtains over you with you know a... saying, "Oh, this is quote unquote Pollock or not?" You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is the real thing. Okay, so. I know we all know how much our restaurants and theater community have struggled um, during yeah. COVID more than anybody, I, any industry, I think. What, tell us about, besides dry cleaners, I feel really bad for them, too. Um, <laughs> t- I'm dead serious. I drove by like dry cleaner today and I'm like, oh, who yeah. goes there anymore? You know, but right. anywho, back to what the the mission at hand. Restaurant Week is coming up next week. The um, MSP Magazine um, that you guys it's, do this, and it's amazing. Yeah, and it's it's actually the week after next week, so oh, just so that everyone's clear. It starts February 22nd, and it goes to the 28th, but it's good to kind of get a look at the menus and stuff and to kind of think about it. And here's the deal. We call this the, you know, during the time of COVID, we call it the takeout to lift up edition of Restaurant Week. Okay. And so, you know, we have, you know, when we started this, there was no... <laughs> there were no indoor dining spots whatsoever. Sure. And so we were just doing takeout. But, you know, now that, that we are at a, a certain half capacity and there's places that have really stepped up their safety game, you know, we do have places that have dine-in menus. We have places that are takeout menus only. And we have kind of a nice little mix. So it's, you can definitely find whatever it is that you're looking for in this mix. And I've I've gone out to several restaurants, and i got to be honest, they they put you so far apart from people. I feel safe. Yeah, I have to tell you, I have been very uh, pleased with the places I've gone. Mm-hmm. And I haven't gone to that many just because I've been so busy. But right. honestly, a couple places, I stopped in to say hi to someone, and I happened to stand at their table, and I was just saying hi. And that moved our counting. The table was already a six top. And then, you know, that's the maximum number right. you can have. And they immediately came over and said, hey, we're going to actually have to have you, leave. you know, mo- leave. You and, you <laughs> and that was lovely Kathy. because right. that was them enforcing a rule. And right. I thought, okay, that's. That's a good safety space. Right. I, I love that. Are there some restaurants right now that are, and like you said, I think because of the limited capacity, because I do think people want to go out um, to think ahead and make your reservations. Because restaurant week is a time where the restaurants put together special mem- menus at discounted prices. So you're able to go yeah. to restaurants that you wouldn't normally be able to go to. Yeah, we have. And it's really great because it's, and you know, a lot of people are still sort of pinching their budgets after you know, the Christmas time and maybe they're sort of looking into like, okay, well, we're just, we're still furloughed or we're still kind of feeling that pinch. The great news is that, you know, there is the menu, you get two and three course lunch and dinners and it's 10 to $35 per person. Like you're for dinner, you're guaranteed to get a three course sort of dinner situation and you're not going to pay more than 35 bucks for that unless you opt to add on things. But that's like $35 for three courses is it's kind of insane, it's, you know? It's fantastic. Are, are, do you have a couple of favorites that are going to be featured? Yeah, you know, this is one of those ones that I feel like you, like, if you haven't gotten down, and this is the other thing, is, like, getting a little drive down to Farmington seems like a weird thing, but if you're in the South Metro, it's not that far, but maybe this is your chance to go visit the Bourbon Butcher, which is one of my favorite spots, actually, down in the South Metro, and they have a whiskey-focused kind of situation for sure, but they have a really great, $15 lunch with crab cakes and sweet corn hush puppies. Oh, yeah. And, you know, some of the, I know. And I then their dinner is, you can have that at dinner, too. And then you can pick between, like, fried chicken, buttermilk fried chicken, or they've got cheddar grits with, you know, beef medallions on it and, like, a chest pie or donuts. And you can do that 
dine-in or takeout. Okay, so that, that's kind of a nice situation. Rocco, doesn't that sound good? Oh, yes. I'm browsing the Minneapolis the bourbon, St. Paul magazine I know, right the Bourbon Butcher. So nice. people can find a list of all these restaurants at mspmag.com, right? Yeah. I'm yep. looking you just at look it right on our, now. You look, yeah, you look at the Restaurant Week tab, which is under the Eat and Drink tab, and you basically get to, here's what we, we do. We sort of ask them to send us the menus, and then we post them. And you can browse the menu, and you kind of make decisions. You can reserve for lunch or dinner, like, or you can think about, okay, I'm going to definitely do this one for takeout. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for, for instance, like, uh, you know, like at the Fire Lake Grill House at, you know, Mall of America. Right. You know, one of those things that you could also decide, well, you know, we're going to either, we're going to do that takeout or we're going to sit inside. You can sort of look and see what you want, but they have a great situation where there's a $20 lunch, $20, and you get to pick like wild rice soup or a green salad. And then you have this huge selection of like rotisserie chicken sandwich or the Bloomington Club, you know, oh. a big flatbread with right? duck and caramelized onions, oh. all that kind of good stuff. Oh, God. All right. I'm looking at I'm, a couple I'm, things here. I'm so hungry. Yeah. Is the bro- Broders, the Broders, I'm familiar with their, their little uh, pasta bar and that little sort of Italian, you know, grab and go. But what's the pork and piccata? So this is a new fun little thing that they are kind of doing. And I kind of dig the fact, I'm trying to pull this up, that they are, um, they're doing it like this because they've kind of had, you know, they have their pickup window at Terzo, right? Right. And they sort of have done that idea that they're sort of launching things in sort of uh, a more focused way. And I just love the fact that they're doing this. You can get a $15 lunch and a $20 dinner, if you're thinking about that one. And for them, this is takeout only. But for that, you know, they're doing like a chicken piccata plate, which is that breaded fried chicken cutlet with a lemon caper sauce. Love, I absolutely oh my love that. I love that. I know. And they have a portobello one if you're vegetarian. Mm. But um, I know. And so then they're just like, and you can also get some farro or some creamy polenta, which is what you should do if you are listening to me. Okay. Anything slow-cooked polenta is the way to go. And then you get like a little seasonal panna cotta when you're, you know, for dessert for twenty bucks for okay. dinner, three courses. Nice. I'm, I'm Rocco. I know. I'm just. I'm, I'm like, where Rocco's am I going making next? reservations right now. Literally, since we've been working with Rocco, every time we have on, you know, you or staff or someone else talking food or something, he is online booking it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he has made. This has been very probably expensive for you to be working with us, but really good. I mean, because he's all over it. But I love this. Is there a, um, okay, is there something like in the grocery store right now that you can't get enough of, like a brand of ice cream or anything? Um, I, well, I, you know, I, mean, I love ice cream more than life itself. I'm you, just you really, are you still cream. eating ice cream all through the winter? Always. Have you I had, just, have always. You had Baby Zito's? Have you ever, have you gone to the Baby Zito uh, ice cream shop? No. No. Oh, you guys. Where's that? They are the hottest. They are the hot, hot ice cream shop right now. And they are in South Minneapolis. They're right by Cafetto, that cute little, uh, you know, up from Hum's Liquor. Yeah. Kind of like off of Lindale. And they are, they have the best ice cream. I can't even tell you. And they also have a burger pop-up on the weekends where they're doing like a burger, a double cheeseburger out of a trailer. I think it's in the back. You can sign up for that. But you have to get, I mean, like they have that, like, you know, those pink animal frosting. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have an ice cream that basically absolutely mimics that taste, like 100%. No, but that'd be so good in a really good vanilla ice cream with a little vanilla extract poured over it. Yeah. I like to add (laughs) extract on top of my... You are, you are... 
You're, you have you're, no idea. You're upping your vanilla. No, I've I love it. always do. I've had milk jam deliver a couple times during the pandemic. Yeah, and, and the fact that milk good. jam delivers is just, I don't know how anybody is. Is that an ice cream? For yeah, ever that's, again, yeah, that's kind know? of also in the uptown Lake and Linda yeah. area. Oh my gosh. Oh, they're, they're dark chocolate. You know, that, that chocolate, 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 the black chocolate, which yeah. is vegan. So surprisingly, but one of the most satisfying chocolate experiences I would ever have. Really? I would rather get a, yeah, I would rather get a pint of that chocolate ice cream than I would any gas station candy heart shaped box ever. And that is, uh, that is a, a warning to you gents out there. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Really quick. Cause we are so over time, but for Valentine's are the restaurant opportunities still available or is it kind of i gotta tell you stuff is booking up i yes. will i'm very surprised i've had a couple of friends who are texting me looking for things and it seems that people have been booking you know the restaurants for their spaces which is great Good. um and so i would say that think about getting a kit getting like a meal kit if you yep. can't get a space got you it. can still get restaurant quality food you just get it at your house got it and there's so many of those and do you have a lot of those listed as well we do. We don't. Okay. Yeah, we have a couple of them listed, and we keep building to the list. They just keep popping up, so we keep adding them as we go. But definitely check out. I mean, any restaurant that you think you might want to get into, see if they have on their website, a, you know, a, a meal kit offered as well. Oh, thank you. All right, we got to go. Staff, thank okay, you so me. much. And you can read her in Minneapolis Sample Magazine, and she also does Weekly Dish with our other stuff, Hanson. And we'll be right back. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if. And now. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right. Well, Lori has randomly left the building. So she's going to come back someday soon, we think. But in the meantime, it's just Rocco and I. You know, I this is my second Wednesday in a row, a row that I went to the airport to get a COVID test. Oh, you did? I did. It's so easy and slick. And I want to be around my mom on weekends. And I just don't know right now with the strains and, you know, what's out there. Yeah. And, and if people haven't done it um, at the airport, it's so easy. It's just so easy. And I've done the convention center and Roy Wilkins, and I thought both of those were super easy, too. So easy. They don't even make you take a parking ticket when you go to the airport. You just drive it. It takes you up to the floor to park it. You go in. They give you a mask. You already have the the app. You spit in a tube. It'll <laughs> They'll test you overnight and let you know. Um, like you said, you're not supposed to eat for half, half hour. Half an hour beforehand. No eating, no gum chewing. Don't brush your teeth. You know, Make sure all that's done ahead of time. But you get the results relatively quickly, and it has not been busy at all. But it's just, it's something that I think we should all, sh- I feel like I'm smarter doing it. Yep. And it, makes you, it gives you some peace of mind. I remember gives, we did yes, it before Christmas. We did, And then yeah. I was like, oh, now we have the peace of mind to visit Grandma. And we did, and it felt good. So Right. So, yeah. and you get and you get the results back right away. Okay, Rocco, did you see the streaker at the Super Bowl? Uh, I did. And, you know, I still haven't clicked on, have you heard the, the audio, the call, the Kevin Harlan audio call of it he was no. the- hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price Got your happy price, price line. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Radio oh, broadcaster. No, what did he say? Um, he said, I guess he was kind of making fun of the guy and doing like a play by play. Okay. But yeah, check that out. Kevin Harlan used to do the Timberwolves calls here. And now he's a national announcer. He's. He's kind of a big-voiced, funny oh, dude. Oh, fun. So, yeah, okay. Okay. So... Do we have news on the streaker? Well, a couple things that apparently um, the guy who was the Super Bowl streaker, because I did see that portion happening, um, he said that he bet $50,000 on a prop bet. We were talking about those silly bets before the Super Bowl last week. And he bet 15 to... The odds were 15 to 2 that there would be a streaker at the Super Bowl. And supposedly he what? won. He won around, around three hundred seventy-four thousand dollars. It's unclear if he did, or what's happening. If it's illegal, if they would take that away right. or whatever. But that that was out there, and I just kind of thought that was funny. And today, um, the Super Bowl ticker tape parade is in the ocean and okay. the river in Tampa Bay, and it's a boat party. It's a boat parade, and you told us to look at the footage, and <laughs> I sent it to my boys. Uh, Tom Brady got a little drunk, and he yeah. tried to throw the F- Vince Lombardi trophy into the river. Yeah, I, it's a side of Tom Brady we haven't really seen Ever. before. He just looks like a t- drunken twelve-year-old boy. It's kind of refreshing it, that he's he not perfect. Human. Exactly that he's not perfect. Yeah, you gotta. It's it's funny. It's yeah. I thought uh, that was funny. Yeah, I mean it's so funny how he's gone to ten Super Bowls. He's handsome as heck, and everybody hates him. You know, for being <laughs> amazing. amazing at what he does. Right. Let him get drunk and stumble around well, and don't drive like Bruce Springsteen. That's all. The, yeah, there you go. It's it's kind of amazing because you do hate him because he's that good. Yeah. Now I think people are more respecting him. I mean, for years, though, it's like, oh, how? you got to give it to him. But, you know, this yes. reminds me of LeBron did the same thing, too, where he he went. He was on the best team and he was always the best. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to go to Cleveland and see if I can build up something from nothing and win and he did it yeah and that's what brady did too he's like i'll go to tampa you know they're not great but maybe i can elevate them we want to move to florida yeah we want everybody move to florida. everybody gets old and moves to florida right? absolutely no it's it's kind of amazing that that happened okay so we had talked about valentine's day f- plans yes the other day and you said you're kind of like <laughs> yeah but tell everybody what you did last weekend at the hewitt because oh, right, i think hewitt, that yeah. is Something that more and more people might want to know. Yeah, about. and last I looked, they were sold out. But that they were one of the re- hotels that were offering private dining. They would take a hotel room, clear the bed out, put a table in the middle, and then they would bring food. It was like a seven-course tasting menu. And they would bring the food to your door. You never had to be within six feet of anybody. And then the other cool part they did was that they made uh, they put a little flash drive into the TV where they made movie like films about each course, like the chef talking about the oysters and the chef talking about the carrot salad and stuff like that. And then somebody talking about the wine pairing and it was super great. It um, And my wife and I were both like, I kind of want to, even when the pandemic's over, I want to have private dining like this all the time. Well, we had, it sounds cool because really it's like the chef just did it for you. Oh yeah, it was great. And like they, 
had a little, you know, a hotel clock radio in there. We Bluetoothed my phone to mm-hmm. it. I put on some, you know, romantic music. We we danced every now and then. And, you know, just it's nice to just, oh, I'm kind of full. Let me stand up and stretch. You sure. know I mean? It's just things you can't do in a restaurant. And uh, I yeah. do that. I go to the bathroom. Right. I can't tell you how much time I spend walking to and from a bathroom right. just to get up because I get too antsy sitting at, at a table too long. But I remember Rick Nelson was talking about it in on the show and in the mm-hmm. paper about how there's a handful of restaurants that are doing this kind of, or hotels, hotels. maybe, that are doing this private dining. And right. If you have a chance to get a reservation at one, uh, I would highly encourage it. I know the Intercontinental oh, over at, at the, the airport? airport is doing something special for Valentine's. So if people are looking for something different, um, though that is a beautiful hotel, but they do have some um, some pretty cool specials that are happening. I just got something in my inbox yesterday. I'll check it so out. I've never out. been there. I remember you guys helped open it. That we had, you guys had a big we party had a big there and party stuff. There. Oh gosh, that oh, remember seems so station long parties. Ago. Remember those? We'll be back. Remember remotes? I know. Oh my gosh, it sounds like a random word. We'll be right back after this. Uh, talking to um, getting people's some information from Eric Redlinger. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. This is Lori and Julia, My Talk 107.1, uh, streaming live always and podcasting. You can listen to us anywhere, anytime you want. And we are delighted. Um, we are celebrating My Talk. Um, my Talkers uh, love local businesses and just, just mention people that support our community, our inner community that we want you guys to do business with and hear more about how they do business. And we're so delighted because we've got a friend of our show, Eric Redlinger, with Cobra Banker Realty with us. And Eric, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? We're good. We're, we're good. good. We haven't talked to you in a while. So so we know, you know, real estate is really interesting this year because the inventory has been historically low. So when the homes do come up on the market, there's a lot of action around that home. Tell us some of the things that you see people doing where um, that, you know, might be some mistakes people are making and leaving too much money on the table. Because I know we've talked a lot about that in the past. Yeah, that, that's a great point. With a hot market like this, everyone's like, oh, well, I had eight offers, I had nine offers, I had 12 offers. Uh, but I see a lot of people making a big mistake by just taking the offers that they get and then picking the best one out of those. Uh, I kind of equate it to like the Rocky movies. When Rocky gets knocked down and it looks like it's all over and then he gets back up, you have to do that exact same thing with your offers and call every agent back that has an offer that's in contention and be like, Hey, you know, call your people. Do you, do you want to lose the house for five grand? Do you want to make a little bit more money? And people don't know what they're going to do or what they accept until they get punched in the face for the lack of a better term. It's like once they have to make a decision, they can make a decision and say, okay, well, yeah, I, I, I guess I will have my offer. And I see a lot of people losing money because of that. And it also goes down to how you're pricing your property in this market where you know you're going to get a lot of competition. So you think, do you kind of think in general people are pricing their homes too too inexpensively? Uh, yeah. I mean, if, if you're getting offers that are $30,000 over list price, yeah, you've, you've most certainly left money on the table because most people will not offer $30,000 over what uh, your, your property is. If someone was going to offer 30, you probably could have had a much 
better chance of getting more money if you priced it for $30,000 over whatever that number was. Now, the market is going to dictate what you need to be at, mm -hmm. but what it's going to do is it's going to set that expectation. If you say, okay, I expect my house to sell for X, and if through the first three or four days you don't get any showings, you can drop the price down there. But when people come and look at your house afterwards, you're going to be like, aha, well, they were at 270 now they're at 260 so I better put my offer closer to that, uh, that, that, that two, you know, over that 260 mark because they believe it's worth 270 Kind of like if you're in, like, a thrift shop and you see a really expensive pair of shoes, like Manola Blonics, you're like, these are $1,500 shoes, but they're 500 bucks. You're like, this is a heck of a deal. So you grab them, you walk up to the cashier, and you're like, yeah, I'm about ready to buy them. And someone's like, I'll give you 50 bucks more than that. And so then cashier sells it to someone else for $50 more. So the store owner's like, well, I got 550 for it. Where if they would have priced it properly at 750 that's still a heck of a deal. Someone would have come in and done it. They just left that amount of money on the table, even though they perceived that they got a good deal. So you need to make sure that your agent's going to be in there and fighting for you. I've had agents call me and say, or actually send me an email and said, oh, if we had to call everyone back, that would have just taken too much time. I'm like, well, that's exactly what your job is to do. Your job, you're legally binded and obligated to get your seller the most money for their property. And if you're not doing certain things, you're not getting that money for them. Well, it almost feels like you have to be kind of, um, there's a bit of mind reading. You have to be a fortune teller. <laughs> well, you have to know the market. You have to know the market. And I know that is something that you and know your job. Yeah, you really take pride in that you know a lot of areas. Because I feel like in the couple experiences I've had, when I've gone with a realtor that's just local to that market, they just do that market. I feel like the onus is more like they just want to add another sale and not. They're just kind of, I don't know, they're not being good fortune tellers. Yeah, and, and fortune teller is a great example of it. I mean, you don't quite know what's around the next bend, and so you have to, you know, use all the information you have. And there's so many sources out there for all this information to come in there, but to actually know what that information means. And then to also be in the marketplace and know what's, you know, the great quote by Wayne Gretzky is I was like, well, I was past the, I always knew where the puck was going. It was putting the puck ahead of there. And, and that's what we're doing with this market is if you're pricing it on everything that sold three months ago, you're going to be way below where the market is. You need to know what the market is right now. I had a property up in Fridley. I mean, the, the house five doors down was a three bedroom, two bath, two car garage house. And it sold for 240,000. I had a one bedroom, uh, I'm sorry, a one bath, one car garage, three bathroom house, and we listed it for 270. We dropped it to 260. We sold it for 263. Why? Did we sell it for $23,000 more than a house with more bedrooms, more right. bathrooms, and everything else? Because we knew what the market was. Well, this is why, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Eric Redlinger. Um, he is a realtor with Cobalt Banker Realty and and we've worked with you, Eric, and it's just, um, you know, it's nice because I do think you really need a partner in your realtor and you really want to make sure someone knows what's going on in the market and so much. And I know you work with, you know, David at First Equity and some of our other friends mm -hmm. um, through my talk and we've known you for a long time. 
lot of things that are going on. I mean, and you kind of mentioned it a couple times about divorce during quarantine and knowing your assets and splitting your assets. I We don't have a lot of time to talk about it, but how does that all work out? That's that, that's a great example. You're seeing a lot of quarantine divorces and a lot of people not wanting to move because they need to know what's going on with their assets. Um, the biggest thing I can say about your real estate asset is that when your real estate asset is divided up, they do not take in consideration any costs of selling. So if they take a look at um, your 401ks or your retirement programs, they're going to look at those assets and they're going to say, okay, this is what your taxable rate is going to be on in XYZ years, and they're going to give you a credit for that. But any cost that you have with selling your property, you're not going to get that credit for it. So let's say you're at a you know, $500,000 house and you're going to have a typical selling commission of 6%, that's $30,000. You won't get any credit for that in your divorce, um, balancing the books for, for lack of a better term. So knowing exactly what your real estate is right now makes a, a, a big decision, um, you know, three, four, five years down the road where it could cost you, you know, a considerable amount of money as far as your settlement's concerned. I would have never thought of that. I mean, that's a big one to know about because I know some people yeah, are thinking about this right now, and I think that one would have been left on the table, and that's a big chunk of money. It's a huge chunk of money, and specifically when you're talking about real money, if I walked up and gave you a $30,000 check. <laughs> uh, I take it. <laughs> I take it, and I'd sign the back and cash it really quick, Eric. Exactly. You'd be joining Lori in Hawaii. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so totally Eric, want to. how much how much hand holding does a real estate agent do realistically? As much as need be. Okay. You know? Everyone has their different levels, but you know, I would say I don't want anyone to make a decision that they're not one hundred percent comfortable with. Because it's too much money, it's too big of a decision. And, and I need to do a really good job or otherwise no one's going to recommend me to the next person. So I want to make sure every person that I work with is happy and smiling at that closing table and they know exactly what they, uh, you know, are doing in every single part of a real estate transaction. And that's some such, people want more hand-holding, some right. people want less. And that's such an exciting time sitting down at that table oh, and, and set, doing your paperwork this is and my stuff. House. Yeah. Or you just sold your house and right. look at what we got. That is an exciting time. So with do you see the market loosening up a little bit or what are you what are you kind of thinking? I know that, you know Be a fortune teller. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna put on my uh, uh genie hat, hat uh-huh, here, do it. And I'm gonna rub my temples and okay. what I'm gonna see is I think we're gonna see a lot of the same. I don't think we're gonna see a huge jump in inventory. One of the things that we have laying on the horizons is a lot of these uh, houses that are in forbearance. Forbearance is just a fancy term for you didn't have to pay your mortgage for four or five or six months, depending on your bank. And some people are coming out of that perfectly fine, but there's going to be a lot of people who are going to have to pay that money back and not be able to. And so we're going to see probably the return of something called the short sale, which all short sale means is they're short on equity. It might take a little bit longer to get the property, but they've really tightened up the short sale process, and most short sales can get done in 45 to 60 days, uh, where before it was I had one in the foreclosure crisis that took almost a year. So it's been sped up a lot over 
over the period of okay. time here. So just how you even described that I never knew what a short sale was, and I loved how you just made that so simple to understand. Well, that's what I try to do. I know. I, I like that a lot. Um, okay, so we um, want to know what else is happening in your life. How are the kids? What's happening in my life? Uh-huh. The kids are doing great. We actually just had um, conferences with my uh, daughter, Ray, and it surprised me. She was getting good grades, A's, in all of her classes, which really shocked me. <laughs> that, uh <laughs> That, that that distance learning has been working. It seems like it's more like pulling teeth sometimes, but uh, it, it's 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 good to see. Oh, that's good so to nice. See that. That's so good. All right, and so then yeah. I, of course I'm trying to. Go ahead. Oh, I was just, and of course I'm, you know, I was thinking about maybe trying to get a ski trip in here or there. I who doesn't want to do that? All right, so tell people how to get a hold of you, Eric. Uh, best way is just give me a call. My phone number six one two. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. One, three, zero, of course, on the My Talk keyword, Eric. And uh, I'll get back to you real quick. Wonderful. Thanks, thank Eric. I know. It's so nice to all talk right, to you and you. catch up. This was the first time she played. Yeah, yeah, very. I, I anyway, I, I, I I'm liked not it. She her, was, yeah, okay. I she get was, it. she was really good. And on her second song, mm-hmm. at the end of the song, she smashed her guitar. You know, we've seen this before. Yeah. Okay, guys do it all the time, all the time, but just fun. Yeah. So David Crosby and she <laughs> planned it ahead of time, and she of told course. her band, "I'm going to do it." And they were like, "Well." Make sure Good it breaks. because it's hard. Right. It's harder than <laughs> well, it looks. And I'm pretty sure did, when, there were like f- fake sparks and stuff too, right? I felt like it was pl- not I don't only know planned. It, I felt like there was pre-planned pyro. Well, it P-P-P. was a fake monitor that she yeah. smashed her guitar against. So David Crosby, um, who I like, and then he's just so crabby. He is too. so like crabby. He was great in the Echo and Laurel Canyon, that documentary. And, you know, he... He is an interesting guy and, you know, so much music. But he was asked on Twitter to share his opinion. And he... He was asked. He was asked. Okay, I thought he... And he's 79. Okay. And he said it was... He called it pathetic. Guitars are for playing, making music, not stupidly bashing them on a fake monitor for childish stage drama. I really do not give a flying F if others have done it before. It's still stupid, all caps. Okay. Phoebe Bridgers... Just responded with little biatch and left it <laughs> at that. <laughs> I think that's a perfect clap, back, it is clap back by mm-hmm. a young woman to this old, old rocker. rocker. I, I mean, I agree. We like him because he's crabby. He's crabby. But then we have the right to say, okay, shut up. You're being crabby. Right. Yeah. Shut I kind of, I, I, I like that because. 
you know, it's it was her party. She got to do what That's she wanted right. to. Don't rain on my parade. Yeah, exactly. But why would someone ask what they thought about that? Because they That's wanted, so sexist. Because they know they wanted the, his crabby opinion. That's right, Julia. Right, that's right. Okay, so Priyanka Chopra has been everywhere. Say it again. Priyanka Chopra. <laughs> Chopra. She, Priyanka Chopra Jones. The author. The yeah. author. Because everything you see her on now, it says Priyanka Chopra the author. author. Well, she's got a new memoir out called Unfinished. And in the book, she details her rise to fame, which began when she was crowned uh, Miss India World in 2000 at the age of 17 okay. and won the title of Miss World later that year. But the big thing, and then she got Quantico. Oh, which was the first year that show was so good. So good. And, um, but she writes in her book that in the summer of 2001, there was a benign polyp in one of her nostrils. Okay. okay. And she kept having these head colds and having trouble with breathing. Right. And she said, they told me I was just going to get a polypectomy. Okay. Polypectomy. Donnie which sounded movies, I feel like. pretty routine. Yeah. yeah. But she said the doctor accidentally shaved the bridge of her nose and the bridge collapsed, and her original nose was gone. She said, my face looked completely different. It wasn't me. I didn't think I would ever recover from the blow, and people were calling me Plastic Chopra. Okay, so she's sharing that it really... Ha- are we that to her, believe- her nose are- was completely unrecognizable. But if I've seen her before. I've seen what she looked like before, and she did look different. And when you touch your nose... I, I, years ago, was worried my nose was going in the same direction as my grandma Julia's. Which was a hook. Which was a hook, and she was 90. (laughs) Or when I was making this judgment on her, and I was like 39 or 42, and I decided, I can't go that way. I need to make sure to do something. So I went in and had the bottom of my nose, like, dehookified. I don't even know what you'd call it. But I, no one else can tell the difference. I can, and I hate it. Yeah. But it's amazing when you touch your nose, even the tiniest, tiniest, teeny tiny thing, you can tell it on yourself and no one else can. I give you Barbara Streisand. Well, she never did anything. No, Lady Gaga. But they no. were both like right. pounded about but it. But I'm just saying when anything happens, it doesn't feel like it's so much with fillers or anything like that because we've done all those things and I've done all those things. But when my nose was changed... So you can relate to I can relate because it changes, but I didn't have my nose collapse or mine was yeah. total one hundred percent. I raised my hand and said, Do it. I don't yeah. want the hook. Yeah. You know, but it's I can see how like, you know, I have a family member who got in an accident and hit something and had to deal with their nose. You notice the nose. All right. There you go. Okay, here uh Keith Richards sent everybody into overdrive late last Friday because he po- he he tweeted uh I'm still a photo. alive. Of himself, playing a picture of him playing the guitar. And he said, about last night, new music on the horizon. But the thing that set everybody crazy is the Rolling Stones retweeted it. So is the band Rocco working on new music? Mm. You know? Well, he's in the band and it was shot. So the big thing that sends everyone crazy is that the band retweets it. Yeah. It's like us saying we're working on something new and then my talk retreats it. Okay, people get alive. That one I don't even get. Okay, Shia. But of course they're working on no music. Everyone, every musician right. is working on new music if they haven't found a new career. 
All right. Uh, Shia LaBeouf has entered inpatient care and split from his talent agency. Well, his Here's attorneys are defending him today big time. The, he made the decision to take a break from acting so he could focus on his recovery, get the help he's admitted he needs. And he's been in treatment for five plus weeks. And we, he got we, fired from a movie. Yeah, you know, I know we Don't did. worry, yeah, darling. I thought we just saw him making out with, uh, what's her name? A- uh, at the airport. Yeah. Margaret Qualley. They broke up like five weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, well, I hope he gets why out. Why do you have to split up with his agency? Maybe they dumped him. Mm-hmm. Maybe they dumped him because his attorneys came out today and said everything F.A. Twiggs said about him giving her herpes and everything else is a lie. And they're suing her now. Isn't that what Holly said, Rocco, at the, the top of the four o'clock hour? Something like he's his attorneys are going to sue her mm-hmm. for legal fees. So that's, you know. He said, she said, they don't can see of... me right now. My eyebrows are up into no, my eyebrows. There's eyebrow, a lot up, going up on in hairline. that story. Okay. A federal judge uh, rejected Ghislaine Maxwell's bid to keep the sex toy testimony sealed. It was a civil dis, uh, deposition in the Jeffrey Epstein case that discusses massages and sex toys. I think she's going to lose uh, all of her bids. I think keep so all this too. stuff quiet. I think she is too. People want to know. know, and people, people are sick of this. Yeah, yeah. people they said this is a big case. It touched a lot of people. A lot of young women were affected. People want to know. Yeah. Well, the the lawyer said uh, that it should remain private. Her own consensual sexual activity. But not if it involves underage girls no. and unwilling people. Sorry, Ghislaine. She's going to lose everything, Lori. Well, she already has. Yeah, she already has. Yeah. She's uh, in prison. Uh, let's see. Life. Do you want a Hollywood speak, um, mm-hmm. Tom Brady? Please. Oh, drunk Tom Brady. My <laughs> Lord, Ghislaine. Or, uh, Giselle's going to yell at him. He had to be helped off the boat. He was weaving. We, big, de- we talked about, we when talked you're gone, about yeah. it. We, we kind thought of, it was refreshing. We kind of thought it was well, nice I, that the perfect Iron Man is is a human being. I'm just going to say the that drunken part was he tried to throw the Vince Lombardi he, he trophy did, did. into the river. Oh dear, that's a. <laughs> was how was his arm? How was his aim? <laughs> right there we go. Apparently he got intercepted. No. I mean, maybe maybe his wife, Giselle, will be ha- happy, but she won't even let him eat a strawberry or I a know. red pepper. I know. She can't be happy about him being wasted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Rocco, are we playing a game? Yeah, I got some questions for you. All right. We'll be right Pop back. Culture Jeopardy.